welcome again to the All Fired Up podcast. I'm so excited this week to introduce to you my good friend and colleague, Shelley Lask from Body Positive Health and Fitness. She's an awesome personal trainer based in Melbourne. And apart from being a personal trainer and very fiercely body positive, Shelley's also just incredibly funny and witty and also very up on feminist thinking and forward thinking and she's just so charismatic to talk to i just love it shelly's also one of our untrapped guides so she takes us through the joyful movement section in untrapped which helps people to separate themselves from old relationship with exercise which might be more about punishing regimes or, you know, out and out avoidance of exercise. And she really helps people in Untrapped to reconnect to what it really feels like to move your body and find joy in all of that kind of stuff. So she's a great guide. She runs an amazing business and she's an incredibly interesting and funny person to talk to. So this week I spoke to Shelley because we came across something on social media that really neither of us could actually believe existed because it epitomizes everything that is wrong with diet culture and with the beauty industry. So we came across a product called the Perfect V, which is a range of beauty products for the V area. Yes, you you heard me correctly. There is, you know, move aside facial, Apparently, it's time for a vanicure. So, look, this is just so ridiculous. This product or this range of products is not just one. It's so bizarre and out there. But at the same time, it's not, right? Because products like these, the, the beauty industry is constantly finding new problems or creating new problems in our bodies or with our bodies that they have created solutions for meaning products that we need to spend our money on so we had a great chat this week about the perfect v and the kinds of messages that are being sent by products like this and it was a really awesome conversation and i'm really hoping that you love it as much as i did so welcome shelly hello Thank you so much for joining us this week. We have a cracker to talk about. <laughs> so tell me, what's firing you up? Well, there's a funny new beauty product, I guess we'd say, called the Perfect V, which is a range of skincare products for what sort of seems to be alluding to your vulva or bikini line, but they're not super <laughs> clear on that. Yeah, because they don't actually ever mention what area we're talking about. <laughs> it's it's any... a pretty little triangle that is apparently where we apply hair removal products. That seems to be as close to alluding to it as we get. Well, there was a part where the lady said, it's not for going in your vagina. She said um, vagina? She did say vagina. I think because someone might have asked her, like, and she was like, oh, no, no, it's not for in your vagina. But that was the <laughs> only time that... <laughs> So it's all a little vague. Mm. But in, on the actual website, there is no mention of the word vagina or vulva, just perfect V. And apparently this has been inspired by the women of Scandinavia and how women of all shapes and sizes and ages will throw their clothes off at a moment's notice because they're so body confident, which wow. doesn't really 
It's quite cold there. I haven't been. That seems surprising. That's not a thing that I've been hearing. Nonetheless, we do not see in any of this marketing material these alleged women of various shapes and sizes and ages. We just see a whole lot of thin young women. Totally. I noticed that too. On their website, there is one type of woman. I think it's actually even just one woman, blonde and tanned and thin Mm -hmm. and youngish. Yep. And that's definitely reflected in all their social media as well. So there's one throwaway phrase that this product has been designed for women of all ages and shapes and sizes, and that is totally missing from any representation from there on in. Absolutely. So we'll we'll sort of like pay lip service to them, but we don't want to show you those bodies. Lip service, no pun intended. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh gosh, this is going to be interesting. But then we'll um, hastily erase any kind of diversity in our social media. Mm. Completely. And then of course, you know, it's the fact that it's the perfect V, and this is how you oh, get it. So yeah. you know, like there's a, a whole new problem area that we didn't realize that we had I didn't realize I was supposed to highlight my freaking bikini line (laughs) you know it's creating a problem to be solved when there's no problem because you know I mean people might wonder why on earth we're talking about this on all fired up but diet culture has several industries and beauty industry is definitely it definitely fits so neatly within diet culture because diet culture is always telling us that our bodies particularly female bodies, but also increasingly male bodies, are a problem and we need to buy products to solve these problems. And that's, I mean, every now and then a product comes along that just screams, this is what we're talking about and here it is, the perfect (laughs) V. I mean... You couldn't make this stuff up. It's... I mean, it almost, we were wondering, I think, is this fake news? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I had to check that there was an actual website when I'd seen, like, the social media stuff about it. And there is. I mean, they have a Facebook page and everything. And it's just, well, it's super weird. But also, it's on the tail of the, you know, the whole thing of every aspect of our body being problematized and there being a so-called solution from it. So... You know, we're in a time where there's such a huge rise rise in labiaplasty where people are having their labia generally shortened or reshaped, more like the images that we see in, you know, in the media, in pornography, in movies, in magazines, where we do rarely see vulvas, you know, Mm -hmm. represented photographically. They are usually photoshopped to get the perfect V. The perfect V, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're so not people... used to seeing diversity. And then, of course, we're being told, oh, well, okay, these are the things that you need to be, you know, doing to have things looking right. And it's that same diet culture of, you know, there's one type of body, there's one type of vulva, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it looks like and a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And now it can be illuminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's legit. So there's legit an illuminating cream oh. as well as all the others I think when we looked I think there were was it like eight products like exfoliators and Mm. moisturizers and toners and like it's gobsmacking it's gobsmacking so there's eight different products and they're actually calling it get this a vanicure (laughs) 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 recommending we do this daily we daily who's got time for this I I don't think women can ever come out of the bathroom again after this one Seriously, I just think, okay, if I was spending all this time vanicuring, <laughs> even if I just added it up 10 minutes a day, seven days a week, that's more than an hour. Like, 
I could go do a, was it Margaret Cho that said something about like, you know, you can use that time to go and do a pottery course or something like. Oh, you, just, could, you could write a thesis. <laughs> can give it a crack. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, that's another thing that we need to be doing. And mm. also if you're so inspired by Scandinavian women and they're like, body confidence and their alleged ability to get naked at any second, which to be honest, like what? But if we just take that at face value, well, these women aren't using these products. Like they're just like, they're just feeling okay in their bodies. Mm, but that's perhaps what Avonda Urban, the owner or the entrepreneur apparently behind this product noticed. Perhaps she noticed, I don't know, A, did she notice that all of their V areas were ugly and needed beautification? Or B, did she just see a gap in the market and figure, oh, here's, here's an area, here's like the, like the last bastion of a woman's body that hasn't been targeted and here I go. Yeah, I can only assume the latter. Um, it's like, it's so funny, but it's also so infuriating. But, oh my gosh, there's another one of these these things and don't women have enough to worry about already or you know people that it's look it's very you know clearly targeted to women because it does use the women language we take a moment to say not only you know women have vulvas but mm. how it's been targeted and it's infuriating and hilarious at the same time yeah it is funny but it's horrendous it is it is and it's not happening in a vacuum like it's happening at a time when women are being you know pressured to do you know we're already doing you know being pressured to do a lot of maintenance in that area in general so you know there's yeah. all the talking about like pressure pressure to wax and pressure mm-hmm. to do like quite severe waxing and that's and, all very normalized in this website as well that this is kind of like a well you already do xyz with the presumption that you do it and then we need to do all of this stuff as well i'm exhausted just thinking about it yeah, I just, can I just have a Volvo and get about my life without mm-hmm. having to do all these extra stuff? Like, we've had them for the ages. What's the... There's the language too in the website that this is empowering. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if the wage gap is going to be closed by <laughs> me making my bikini line more iridescent, <laughs> then maybe I'll give the go, but I don't see how that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just a total co-opting of that sort of body positive language, talking about empowerment, talking about women of different shapes and sizes, talking about people feeling good and embracing their bodies, and then saying, here's an eight-step process you need to follow mm-hmm. if you're going to show that thing. And and yeah, and it needs to look a certain way. And the language within the descriptions of all of this bewildering display of products. Okay, so the beauty mist, which apparently is the last step, is you zhuzh it at the last moment just before you're going out. It neutralizes oh odor. Oh, it's okay. There's that old message, right? That we, we our vaginas can't smell like vaginas. <laughs> yeah, they've got to smell like beauty mist. And on that, I'm sure that it's an accident, but. Beauty mist, like go read the beauty myth. Like that's yeah. ah, I love just, it. Yeah, <laughs> that just occurred to me right now. But oh, yeah. It's, yeah, beauty mist or beauty myth. I know what I'd choose. Absolutely. I mean, neutralizing I, I, odor. And you know what? Does it smell like Scandinavia? Is is that? <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, this stuff is not for going in your vagina. So it's just for being generally like misted around. 
and mm-hmm. the bikini line. It's just so confusing. And the whole language around like it's the, the perfect V and this sort of redefining of it. And, and not to mm-hmm. say it's kind of anatomical terms. We don't get to, there's no mention of the word vulva on the site. Mm-hmm. We just see really yeah. weird kind of condescending language, like in the luminizing. Adults. Yeah, yeah, it says luminous iridescent color to add extra prettiness to the V. Like, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> extra prettiness. I mean, uh, if there's one thing I need in my life, it's more prettiness to my V. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, do you get home and, you know, strip off in front of your partner and he goes, ooh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> so <your> much prettier. <laughs> so much prettier now. And what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was an anti-wrinkle one, right? <gasps> well, this was the worst bit for me was because, you know, I think I'm a little bit above the target market for this product being in my mid-40s. But this is the Beauty Serum. So this is one of the moisturisers that they're selling, mentioning that it smooths wrinkles. And my thought to that is that by the time you're old enough to get wrinkles in your vag, surely you're bigger fish to fry. Than, than how pretty everything's looking, right? And, you know, I just, I hate the fact as well that she's celebrating women of all ages, allegedly, uh. but then confounding beauty with a total lack of wrinkles. So... That is just hideous gaslighting right there. <sighs> mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shelly, you were going to throw some labia facts at me. Labia facts. I'm bringing labia facts. So what we do know is there has been, between 2000 and 2013 in Australia, there was a threefold increase in labioplasty and that was through the public sector. So we know that most labioplasties are performed through the private sector so that it's actually, we can infer that it's a lot bigger than that. So that's a thing that's happening. Hmm. It's just, you know, growing and growing and growing because increasingly people are feeling that the appearance... Yeah, worse about this area. So labiaplasty is usually reducing the size of the inner lips. That's Um, correct. Yeah, to look more like the porn Barbie doll kind of thing. But a tripling in those in just like... And and it's at least that because, again, this is just in the public sector. Oh, that's that's so distressing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it just keeps growing. And then we know from the research around that that... While most people who have the surgery done are pleased with the look, there's actually no change to their self-esteem or sexual confidence, which is purportedly why they're going in to have these surgeries. So mm-hmm. it just kind of reinforces kind of the same way that diet culture promises us that if we change our body shape, we'll suddenly be, you know, full of confidence and we'll have better relationships and we'll be mm-hmm. have the confidence to go for a, a raise and we'll live this magical lifestyle that mm-hmm. actually all that changes is just like the physical stuff that doesn't change the psychological stuff. And we know this, but mm. that's performing these operations at a ever increasing rate. And we're still having diets promoted to us as the fix for not feeling good in our bodies and the fix for not feeling super confident all the time. And just the same old thing, really. Oh, I'm just saying as we're discussing just the parallels between like the vagina and, and dieting, <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with vaginas looking different. And there's mm-hmm. nothing like all vaginas look different. No one looks the same. 
as soon as we start, and just like humans, right, in body sizes, everybody is different, no one looks the same. And as soon as we get this message that actually there's the right way to look and you're not mm -hmm. measuring up, we open ourselves to these horrendous cultural businesses that will sell us products to get to that ideal. And like you said, it doesn't actually fix anything psychologically. Yeah. It just makes the external conform to the ideal temporarily in the case of dieting, much more yeah. permanently in the case of labiaplasty, which is a whole new kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. So it's just really distressing. It is. And you know, part of it has to come down to the fact that we see such a small we don't see a lot of diversity in vulvas or labia in, you know, anywhere where we're seeing vulvas except for in real life. And we certainly don't see the range of bodies when we're seeing, you know, images of body shapes. Although mm -hmm. if you go to the, you know, if you go to the supermarket or a shopping center and you look around, you can see that our community is made up of vastly diverse body shapes and, and there's not really a dominant body type, but because we see so many images all the time of these idealized bodies, mm -hmm. it starts to seem like that's, the norm and you know our brains are really good at looking for patterns so that's what we see and and the same thing happens with this we're not seeing a large variety and then we get these products coming along that that show these you know even when we're seeing you know we don't see a lot of images of naked vulvas generally mm. except in like pornographic context generally but where we see advertisements for people selling underwear or bikinis you can see that actually that area is often quite often photoshopped just to give us a smoother line because mm -hmm. if you can see protruding labia, then that can bump the rating up. So, so our advertising standards also get in the way of that. But, yeah, we just don't see that diversity and so it's so common for people to look at themselves and feel like they don't measure up. Mm. And diet culture is doing that same thing to us with bodies. These sorts of things are doing the same thing with one area yeah, the diet culture is doing to our whole bodies. Our whole bodies. Can you talk a bit more about the advertising standard there? What what was that that you were? Yeah, so this is in Australia, if you show, I can't remember the exact word that was used for it, but it was something like emphasised genitals or something like that, but it basically means that where labia are visible, whether it be actually seeing them or seeing the outline of them in underwear or something like that, the rating on the media that is being presented goes from being an M15 plus to an R18 plus. So to be in magazines and those sorts of things, those things are generally having to be airbrushed out. So even where people haven't had actual surgery, it's not being represented in the images because it's considered, you know, to be obscene, even though that's just bodies. That is just so strange that the photoshopped Barbie doll kind of non-protruding labia is m-rated and yep. genitalia that protrudes is r-rated that yeah. just seems like a very arbitrary and obviously it's feeding into this difficulty that's happening but you know I, I was thinking as you were saying that like down at my local shops there's a bond store and there's these mannequins that obviously are all within ideal but there's male and female mannequins and look the male mannequin has very protruding bits i mean mm -hmm. It's quite a huge package, to be frank. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why isn't that R-rated? <laughs> okay. So for males to go to the R-rated, there actually has to be an erect penis above a certain degree. I can't remember the degree. But for <laughs> women, just having 
genitals that protrude is at that same level as having an erection in the like uh, sort of media standardizing. Wow, you've really done your research for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's just since I sort of read about this, I started looking with a bit more of a critical eye at the images that we see especially of, of women in favours or in undies in these kind of just normal sort of family-friendly ads. Mm. And they are very, very tidied up down there. And No labia. No labia. And, you know, it's, that's normal for some women, but it's certainly not normal for all women. Mm. And yet we don't see that variation. For, you know, I haven't seen a single image where there's anything other than a super smooth line. And that's very deliberate. And when we don't look at that critically, it can be easy to, you know, think that maybe the problem is with us and that maybe we do need to use magic V or perfect V or, you know, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's another layer of idealised imagery that we're seeing and that we need to look critically at in the same way that we say, well, you know, we're not seeing a range of body types in these general advertisements and billboards and things that we drive past Mm. every day but that actually doesn't represent the community we're in so much need of of seeing more diversity in every inch of media and advertising absolutely just imagine the power of that to kind of undo markets like the perfect v even even that word even that word it's the perfect well both of them get me. The perfect obviously gets me because perfection, yeah. I mean, that's just a terrible road to go down. But yeah, also the like, what's oh, the V and it's just so mm. such a, you know, polished way of, of looking at something. And I don't want to polish my V. Probably <laughs> <laughs> you ever feel free enough to throw your clothes off in Scandinavia, Lou. Yeah, and I hope that if I ever am in Scandinavia about to throw off all my clothes in joy, I'm not sort of saying to myself, I'm glad I went through that eight-step process before I did that. <laughs> Hang on, did I exfoliate my bikini line this morning? Like, oh. <laughs> but you know what? They're, the, one of my favourite product in the line, um, not, is the, what are they called? They're beauty sheets. Did you see those? Ooh, oh, no, I didn't click on the beauty sheets. What, yeah. Please tell me more. Well, I think they're baby wipes. Oh. Yeah, they, but they're 25 US dollars. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. But apparently they're good for cleansing on the run. Oh. Yeah. Cause, on the run. you know those days when you just have an urge to cleanse your bee? <laughs> <laughs> on the run? Do you not get that, like, as a PT? Like, I mean... It's <laughs> It's a pretty like, you know, it's a pretty sensitive system down there, but it's also pretty self-regulating. And, you know, we see all these products, these, you know, like scented, goodness knows what, and mm. you know, just just water and things is generally does a good job. I'm pretty sure that's what most, you know, I mean, that's not my area of specialty, but it's like a delicate little ecosystem down there. You don't want to be putting too many different things down there, and especially $25 US, just... It's, it's just creating another thing for us to feel self-conscious mm-hmm. about. Should I be, you know, cleansing on the run? Yeah. Yeah. You might end up with OCV. There's so many of these yeah. ridiculous things and it's up there with banks and it's up there with all the other things that 
create a problem or respond to a perceived problem to give us a solution that again can change how things look but don't actually change your self-esteem or or your mm. in the case of the labioplasty sexual confidence so yeah we just, we just don't need it we don't need this we don't need this it is very telling that it was created by a marketing expert who's done beauty product branding her whole life mm -hmm. you know this is not coming from a, a desperate need for vaginal exfoliation this is not necessary absolutely and it's just a bit frustrating and it's a bit you know if you're thinking of doing something like that donate some money to one of those you know like hamlin fistula ethiopia for women that are having actual gynecological problems that do have actual life enhancing solutions rather than mm -hmm. good point yeah. shelly very good point if, if the creators of this product really wanted to empower women people who are experiencing severe medical complications after childbirth in third world countries is a lovely place to go absolutely so what can we do what how can we how can we protect ourselves from products like this I think probably the biggest thing is to look at everything with a critical eye. What problem is this product telling me it's going to solve? Is it actually a problem? Mm -hmm. Has it historically been a problem? How does this problem make me feel? Like, you know, is this something where you're like, oh, I don't know how the word now, not translucent. <laughs> luminous, iridescent colour, luminous. Yeah. yeah, how luminous is my vulva if, if you start to... <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah. Just really looking at that and asking also, is this product showing a diverse range of body? That's mm. always I just like to look at any kind of advertising and look at whether is is this showing, you know, women that look like me? Is this showing women that look like my friends? Is this showing women that look like the women I see at the supermarket? Mm -hmm. Are there a range of, of ages and ethnicities and different body shapes? And if mm. not, why not? Yeah. And if there's not, it's often trying to sell something idealised and that will usually make you feel like crap because none yeah. of us live up to those ideals and they're not real. And is that something that I want to be spending my time and money on as well? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're very welcome to add to your beauty routine if, if you like to and it makes you feel good. But if spending an extra 10 minutes a day on, on that is something that maybe you feel you'd be better served spending on something, you know, more joyful for yourself, then that's where reflecting on but that critical eye just the same way that we look at diet products you know does do we need this does it work what are they what's the real underlying thing they're saying that it's going to solve and is it actually going to solve that and in this case it's selling a bit of a dream of feeling liberated and feeling you know sexually autonomous and feeling embracing your body being able to throw off your clothes at the drop of a hat Mm. what's stopping you from doing that if that is indeed something that you want to do I'm yeah. not sure how many places that's illegal to do yeah well I was just about um, to say that that kind of tends to be illegal a lot of places yeah. <laughs> have a look have a look first <laughs> check that out just you know check that out and if you're going to be you know streaking at the soccer or whatever well plenty of people have done that without being illuminated and you can probably do that too yeah just just looking at it critically and just having a bit of a laugh at it as well, because a lot of these things are kind of funny as well, even though they're pretty sad. Make uh, fun of it, but don't buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And send it to your friends for a laugh, like we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we not the products. We didn't send the products. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. I think we sent around the ad, and for anyone, I'll put the link 
to the ad in the show notes because it is funny when you go yeah. to the website it's mystifying there's this video of this completely perfect looking scandinavian woman but it's just a really odd video like there's there's lots of waves like it's a very kind of I don't know, moist, wet kind of sound yeah. track. And you wonder, she's wandering around the beach and then looking like she's got this smirk on her face the whole time. And then yeah. she to the bathroom and rubs something on. Uh, <laughs> it's really odd. <laughs> it's very, very strange. And we don't really see a lot of her bikini line, which is the kind of emphasised thing. Like it's more giving us a feel for the vibe of the thing than actually About how what happy it does. She is. She's so happy yeah. that she spent half an hour in the bathroom. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the joke that Lou and I were making about it was that, you know, maybe the perfect V is just a vibrator. Like, that would get you a better smack <laughs> than, <laughs> than any illuminating cream would. So, you know, I mean, you do you, but... <laughs> Definitely a bigger smirk with that kind of V, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lou. Oh, my God, too funny. Thank you for coming on to chat about this important topic. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> Take care. We'll speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And that was the wonderful Shelley Lask talking all things V. <laughs> I hope everybody takes something from that and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you all know that, you know, there is no such thing as a perfect V except what's already there, right? <laughs> So thank you once again for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and we will be out every week sharing another steaming heap of diet culture trash. And tell your friends about it, share it far and wide. And if possible, go on iTunes and leave a nice rating for our show, which will help us improve on our rankings and get seen by more and more people, which is important in our efforts to topple diet culture forever. And if you want to come and join us at the Untrapped community, please do because lives are really being changed by this online program because we've kicked off now. We're in week two now. People are giving feedback. People are finding this is really eye-opening and it's lovely and affirming to see that happening for people. And I would really love to see more people come in and join in our community to find out what it really means to live in an untrapped way and to push back against diet culture. So if you're interested to learn more, go to untrapped.com.au and have a read about the program and see if it's for you. So I will be back next week with another episode of All Fired Up and I look forward to speaking with you all then. But until then, trust no one, think critically, push back against diet culture, untrap from the crap.